0: Good afternoon.
1: So, you, you heard the talk there, we, we do want to talk, and I'm, I'm very excited about this, uh, this program to shower the homeless people, I think it's a sensational idea, uh, we'll do that in a moment, but just seeing as it's come up in conversation, about trams versus a high speed train to the airport, for people who are in favour of the trains, who don't understand why the government seems less keen on that, can you explain that?
0: Sure. The proposal for um, light rail uh, across the isthmus from the downtown uh, CBD area, across the isthmus via Onehanga and out to Mangari, it's not fundamentally about uh, getting tourists and business people to catch a plane, it's about connecting two of the biggest concentrations of jobs in the country, that is the CBD and the airport uh, precinct, the business precinct out there, and providing high quality public transport for all those communities. Um, the, the thought process that, has, that led to light rail being adopted by the last national government, um, by the New Zealand Transport Agency, by the Ministry of Transport and Auckland Transport, and subsequently the new coalition government, is that um, there is already terrible bus congestion in the central city. And people who live on the Auckland isthmus are, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of the Auckland region, big users of public transport. But um, they are using buses to get in, in and out of the CBD, and there's already a great deal of congestion. So light rail is an extremely efficient way of carrying people. The light rail line that we're talking about will carry the um, equivalent of a four-lane motorway, so about 11,000 people an hour. And the other great advantage of light rail is, and this is the reason it's being, there are light rail projects currently in Canberra, Newcastle, Gold Coast, Sydney and Mm. Melbourne, is that it's a magnet for investment and a real catalyst for urban development. Developers uh, love it. Um, What you'll see in the light rail corridor across the Isthmus and then out to Mangere is Apartments and a kind of a more intensified urban development around that um, light rail so, so, does it
1: ultimately come down to cost? That in an ideal world, would you be in favour of doing the light rail, as in the trams, and and then the high speed train, so that you could go direct from the CBD to the airport? In an ideal world, would you do both?
0: Oh, quite possibly you would. You know, transport's all about um, uh, priorities. These are these are big ticket. Projects. It's all about priorities and it's about timing. And um, at the moment, to be honest, I just don't think that as a city, we should. We should. We've got to think very carefully about what our priorities are. Building out the rapid transit network, not only out to Mangere from the CBD, but also out the northwest alongside the Northwest Motorway and up into the Northwest Growth Corridor. Um, these are really important extensions of the... the, You know, we already have a rapid transit network in the heavy rail line and in the the very successful bus rapid transit over the bridge and up... uh, uh, going north on State Highway 1, the northern busway. And these two light rail projects, the Northwest and City to Mangere, they're about extending that rapid transit network. And if you imagine um, the London Underground, that's probably one of the best examples in the world of an urban rapid transit network. What we're in the business of here is building a a rapid transit network for Auckland that will give people a genuine alternative to get to and from work and education and all the Mm. things people need. It's not primarily about getting businessmen and tourists to the
1: airport to catch a plane. and, that, and that's, that's fun, and though. that's
0: where the, the, some <laughs> of the critics, yeah. I think, have got the wrong end of the stick. Well, I,
1: I guess because, say, people like me, I, I like all the stuff that you're talking about, but I also think, say, in Kuala Lumpur, you arrive at the airport, which is about an hour out of the city, but then you can catch a, a train that goes at 130 k's an hour, and boom, you're right there. Um,
0: really, we're, we're a population of a million and a half people. Can yep. we really afford an express train service to the airport just for that purpose. I, I don't, honestly don't think we can. The big priority is for us to build a modern public transport system for this city, and the rapid transit lines, whether it's heavy rail, um, light rail, or bus rapid transit, they are the kind of trunk architecture of that rapid transit network, and, and that's that's the big
1: priority for OK, I, I want to move on to the showering the homeless scheme, which I think, as I said, is sensational. Just a very quick cool question. I, I do happen to live um, at a place let's say, Te Um, where it would be amazing if there was a train down the northwestern Motorway. When could that potentially happen? So um, the Cabinet has tasked the transport agency,
0: NZTA, with a... With a uh procurement process to go ahead with now with both the City to Mangere and the North West um, Light Rail. And they're currently doing market soundings, they're talking to investors and, and infrastructure providers internationally and in New Zealand. So soonest year, do you think? Oh, look, I think I, I, my hope is that, um, that the, the project, and I, and I hope, we, we, I'm not sure we can deliver both lines, but I, I'm, we're certainly going to give it a crack. And that we'll have them all signed off the, the planning permissions in place and and the contracts signed in advance of the next election and then and then construction underway straight away
1: the scheme to shower the homeless uh, explain why orange sky would combat homelessness and and not encourage it
0: yeah so um I think everyone knows that we've got a hell of a problem on our hands with the housing crisis and the homelessness that we've seen, the worst homelessness in living memory for the last three winters. It's not going to go away overnight and we're pulling out all the stops building more state housing, more emergency housing, Um, we're rolling out housing first which is an acclaimed way of of dealing with people who are rough sleepers Um, and we're doing all those things as fast as we can but there's no question that this problem is going to be with us for at least a few years, the next few years. We came across these guys from Orange Sky. They're an Australian group. They've been going for four years, and they pioneered this project where they have a van, a bright orange van. Uh, it's kitted out with, with a couple of washing machines, a couple of dryers, and a shower in, in this big... It's a big um, Ford Transit van. And what they do is that they um, make this mobile service available to people who are rough sleepers. And it's, there's two great things about it. One, it's just a pure act of kindness to provide the most basic thing—clean clothes and a shower—to people who are living outside without shelter, for whom you know there are huge, relentless daily challenges just to survive. So, is it a new set of clothes? No, no. They put their clothes and their bedding through the machine and, and the dryer, and they wait. Uh, and get them when they 're when they 're clean and dry, but the thing that 's really great about it is that it 's an opportunity for um, the volunteers in the van to have conversations with these people and start to build some trust and understanding that that we hope will lead to the the homeless the people who are homeless getting services that they need and ultimately getting permanently housed. One of the things about homelessness is that there are many people who are When when you get into a situation that's as extreme as um, sleeping outside and and, uh, rough sleeping, uh, often people are highly alienated, they're suspicious and fearful of the authorities and it's actually quite hard to reach them. And the, and the, the beautiful thing about this project is those conversations that they have or a cup of coffee while you're waiting for your clothes to dry uh, is a chance to make that human connection and build a bit of trust with these people.
1: Phil, the reaction from some people to this is that this merely just encourages people to be homeless because it makes it easier. I, what, what would you say to those people? Because there seems to be an increasing attitude in New Zealand that, that we seem to think that being homeless is, is kind of a, a bit of a rort and these people are just scamming us.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it fundamentally misunderstands what's going on in the minds of the people who are, who are homeless. And um, they're not making it really hard for homeless people, making it even tougher. That's not going to encourage them to um, to reach out to the authorities and get the help they need and get permanently housed. Um, you know, in West Auckland, where I am, they, there are about fifty people who uh, you know are sort of semi permanently rough sleeping. They're literally sleeping in parks and under bridges, uh, and they. Uh, with this great, the groups like the Salvation Army and others who are working with them, actually reaching out to these people and um, and and so that you can build the trust in order to give them the help that they need. That's the first step. And if we don't do that, we'll never solve this
1: problem. Okay. So in Australia, this started in Brisbane with just one of these buses, and then there are now twenty-seven operations, I understand, across Australia. Has this been just an act of kindness, which we shouldn't underestimate the importance of just being kind to one another, but has it been really just an act of kindness or has it helped reduce homelessness in Australia?
0: So we've, um, we looked quite hard at this and uh, before we um, signed up to, to um, partner with these people and put some money into it to bring them to New Zealand and, uh, and the very clear view from the experts was that it's a very useful and helpful part of the mix. It's not the answer to homelessness, but but it's a really helpful contribution to um, to make life a little better for people who are in a very desperate situation, and to build this bridge with them, to build some trust, uh, so that you can reach out to them and and bring them in and give them the, the uh, help that they need, and ultimately get, you know get them permanently housed.
1: All right, that's Housing Minister and Transport Minister Phil Twyford. Thank you for your time. Thank you.